Hello and welcome back to the Herkine podcast. This is the second episode you're here with me, Hannah and Joe. Hello. And we've also got a special guest on today. We have Miss Karen Evans. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Karen? Hey, uh, I'm Karen. I'm 24. Um, I used to be a singer in a band and now I'm studying journalism with you guys. And we're thrilled to have you here with us today, Karen. Thanks for joining us. Uh, so today our subject is, can I have a drum roll, please? Queer women's music. He's excited. Woo. My favourite thing <laughs> in the entire world. Um, so this is a pretty broad subject. Obviously, there's lots to talk about, um, you know, especially for the uninitiated. There's loads and loads we can discuss. Um, so we just kind of kick off the conversation uh, with Joe here. Karen and I are going to talk about it. And I'm going to ask you, Joe, first of all, if I said queer music and I wanted you to name some queer music uh, artists, some singers, some songwriters, who are the first people that come to mind and sort of why? First person that comes to mind is probably George Michael. Yeah, fair. Any particular reason? Because I mean, wham, a class. Yeah. That's why. He was a massive, massive pop star, yeah. right? Um, it's tricky. I can't honestly say I, I know any like openly lesbian female singers. Mm-hmm. That's probably a reflection on my music taste more than any. Mm-hmm. Um, but then not necessarily because I wouldn't have pegged you as a Wham fan. I wouldn't say Wham is archetypally yeah. part of your music <laughs> taste. <laughs> I mean, I like electronic music and they were kind yeah. of housey, so... That's true, rare. but it's with Wham, uh, like George Michael, Elton John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, I wouldn't classify his music as like queer music. It was just he was pop just, music, he was right? Just pop music. Yeah, and happened to be gay. So. Yeah, but yeah. My knowledge is very limited, so you guys are going to need to educate me. So we're going to educate Joe today. It's interesting though. You said that um, even though Elton John uh, is gay, you wouldn't necessarily consider his music to be queer. I think that's a conversation we can have later on on the show. Kind of like yeah. what makes music queer and is music made by queer or artists inherently queer and I think that's a really cool conversation we could have what I mean by that is it's not like there is a queer music genre yeah. but his music doesn't I mean it may do to be fair I'm not a massive Alan John fan but mm. it, he doesn't talk about his sexuality in his music maybe as much as you would think not really I mean, he probably, I mean he probably does like deep into his albums which I haven't listened to but that's the first person that comes yeah. to mind but that's the beauty of interpretation of music too very true he may well talk about it and it's just up to us as the listeners to figure that out uh, so yeah the first people that kind of came to mind when I said queer music and queer artists were men right yep. so here's the question kind of where are the queer women artists basically where are they who are the big ones where, let's be having you let's be yeah. having you yeah. <laughs> bit of Delia Smith in spread there uh, yeah where are the big ones basically so kind of queer female musicians have kind of like been ignored a lot of the time so like uh, I'm gonna pass over to Karen if I said to you because I know you're a pretty much an authority on the subject um, what queer female artists come to mind who would you say well I think in terms of mainstream mm. that other people would know maybe like Halsey yeah out as yeah bi, Halsey and I feel like they can do that and feel more safe because they already have a devoted fan base and that's they really interesting worry point. that they're gonna lose their career over it mm-hmm. um, but obviously I love so many queer pop artists you think mm-hmm. of king princess yeah snail mail yeah these types of they they have sort of almost made their career as identifying as queer artists yeah rather absolutely than coming out in the middle of their career like halsey and they've got like lady gaga yeah do those bands that you just mentioned do they talk about their sexuality and their music or is yeah. it just they produce music and happen to be gay or is it a lot of yeah. their music is rooted it's in ex- queerness yeah. right. okay. exploring it through their lyrics rather than hinting mm-hmm. it's literally I mean not to be crass but King Princess quite literally has a hit single called Puss- Pussy is God 
Right. Probably, so, probably why I haven't listened to it then, to be honest. Maybe. I don't <laughs> doesn't know, reson- yeah, doesn't maybe. resonate with a straight person as I well. I think it's really interesting to have this conversation, though, because, like, sometimes when people say... When I was younger and people would say queer female artists, you know who would come to mind? Annie DeFranco, Melissa Etheridge, Katie Lang. I mean, we're throwing it way back here with, like, classic lesbian artists. Do you guys know any of those names? Yeah. Yeah, Some I know Karen knows Annie DeFranco. Joe, any of those Only names? Absolutely though. zero. None. And so should, they were... should I, though? Are, yeah. they, are these like, because when we talked about Whitney Houston last week, I felt bad that I didn't know that she. No, but that was well hidden. That only came out yeah. very recently. Okay. Um, Annie DeFranco, Melissa Etheridge, Katie Lang, uh, they were trailblazers uh, with right. regards to kind of what you want to, if you can call it lesbian music, if you will, you know, women who were very explicitly singing and writing about other women. I mean, Katie Lang and Melissa Etheridge were about in the 90s. So they were, and same with Annie DeFranco, I think, was early 2000s. They were real trailblazers. Okay. I mean, so they were like some of the only people doing that. Now, like Karen was saying earlier, you've got a plethora of queer artists out there. So um, some of the biggest pop stars right now are openly identifying as queer. So are you guys know Claro? Yeah. You probably know the song that she's got with Mira Massa, Joe. Oh, she got someone with Massa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, so, prob- I've probably listened to it then, I'll be honest. I mean, she's been a pretty big hit recently. Like, Bags was voted, like, I think it was The Guardian's number two song of the year last year. Um, if, it's not, if it's not on Beatport, I tend to listen <laughs> A lot of the music I listen to doesn't have lyrics. But I that's mean, fine. That's valid. But you just listen to the Miramasa one. But um, anyway, she, like, had a massive kind of ascendance... Um, or sent rather uh, through pop and she openly identifies as bisexual and uh, for example uh, everyone knows that Bags is about a woman uh, Bags is a song that's really specifically about queer pining and queer longing and uh, something that me and other queer women will happily vouch for is this concept sometimes um, in queer womanhood in romantic relationships is it's difficult to read them uh, because the lines between friendship and female romantic intimacy can be so blurred so Bags is very much about like I know I'm kind of deep in it here but Bags is very much about like you know, the a, a woman touching another woman's hand and whether or not you read that as romantic and whether or not you read that as intimacy. Um, and that's that's part of Clara's appeal. She really appeals to young, queer-identifying women. And same with King Princess. Um, you've also got Soccer Mommy, uh, who's just about to release a brand new album on Friday, opening identifies as bisexual. Uh, Snail Mail, who Karen and I mentioned earlier, uh, she's really quite cool. Um, I know her album, Lush topped a lot of places, uh, top album of the year list in 2018. Uh, she kind of broke through with a hit song called Heatwave, which is very, very much about unrequited queer love. And it's really specific. Do you want to kind of get into it with me, Karen? Because I know Karen is this music as much as I do. Like, What's kind of specific about their songs? that Because that, we know these artists are queer. We know Snail is gay. We know King Princess is gay. We know Soccer Mommy is bisexual, so on and so forth. But what is it about the music kind of and the lyrics, do you think, that really show that? I think for me... I just think when you hear, when you feel like you want to listen to a breakup song or a love song, it helps if you feel reflected within it. Mm. So for me, if I was going through a heartbreak with a girl, mm. I wouldn't want to listen to something with like male pronouns in it. I don't think I would, it wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't feel it as much. And when I listen to like the Japanese house or Claro or any of these artists, I really feel like it's, they're singing about me and then I can mm. relate to it more and it's just, it's refreshing, it's nice to feel reflected. Uh, I think a lot of people relate to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I really agree with you. Um, if I was going through a breakup, like I would tend to look for queer women's music. So um, if anyone here follows me on Twitter or any kind of socials, you'll know how much I talk about Night Shift by Lucy Dacus, uh, which is like this epic, like six minute breakup song. It's great. Part of the reason I like it so much is it's relatively explicitly about a woman because uh, there's a moment in the song where Lucy Dacus refers to the subject of the song as a, as a, as a bitch. Um, and Lucy Dacus is bisexual. And there's something 
about knowing that she wrote that breakup song about a woman that resonates with me. It's the exact same as Karen said. But I guess that's really that's really interesting. Like you, like it was. It's not, it's not something that I've ever kind of considered. Mm. Like, I mean, breakup music doesn't appeal to me at all. <laughs> to be honest, but like, it's never something you really think about because mm. a breakup is a very personal thing. Yeah, from what I'm told. Um, and if you don't connect with the person that's singing about you, like if you're going through a breakup, and like I wouldn't listen to a breakup song sung by a guy. Mm. Oh, no, sung by a girl, sorry, reference, because it's just, like, it doesn't... It, it, it doesn't, doesn't... Yeah, yeah, it feels like you're trying to match kind of, like, like puzzle pieces that don't yeah. really fit. That's really interesting, actually. That's a really, like... It's a take that you wouldn't... That someone, from, like, my point of view, would never really consider. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear that, actually. It's really yeah. cool. Because I guess it feels like, if you're straight, kind of, all music's for you, right? Like, everyone's... Like, every song is about you guys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, to be fair, I listen to techno, so there's no... There's, okay, no, there's, no, there's no lyrics to that. It doesn't really exclude anyone. Uh, no, but let's take your Ed Sheeran, for example. Like, it's such archetypal, yeah. like, yeah. you know, kind of heterosexual pop. Uh, it's nice to kind of have music that j- feels like it's just for us. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's ge- like, genuinely really intriguing. Yeah, it is fascinating. But I mean, like, it's been really interesting to see recently, and Karen and I kind of, you know, I know we both talk about it a lot, this rise of queer women's music. So do you want to talk a bit about that, Karen? Do you want to lead and I'll well, shuffle I mean, on in there? we've just noticed certainly in the last few years this rise, and I think it's because it's, a, it's so much more okay now. Mm. I mean, you go from Katy Perry, By Curious, mm. like I Kissed a Girl, you're an experimental game sensationalism sort of stuff to like yeah like lucy dacus mm. just being straight up like you're a bitch you broke up me you broke my heart mm. you know women are trash too how do you <laughs> gender equality men are trash women are trash too guys um, how do you feel about that katie perry song you personally because uh, like from like, I remember that song coming out when, when was that like 2009 mm, I remember so we that I, rem- I remember that song coming out and the kind of not backlash but there was a reaction yeah and I like, remember yeah. she did it she, I think she kissed yeah. it on the video but I remember being uncomfortable singing that that lyric out loud I used to I love that album and that song I would sing all the lyrics and if I was like with my family just singing you know listening whatever I would like not sing that line and then yeah. I would carry on I just like it, but even, you can't still, help there's still heteros- like, heteronormative like undertones to that song because the next line is literally I hope my boyfriend doesn't like yeah. it. So yeah. there's still I kissed a girl but guess what I'm it's still like, with my boyfriend. It's like, oh, I, I can got get drunk away with and it. I experimented yeah. and I'm having fun yeah. and girls think, are just my experiment. I mean, to be honest, I actually think that song is pretty damaging. Like uh, That came out when we were like, you, what was it, 2009? I mean, yeah, don't, I can't, I, I remember it being released when I was just was, in secondary school. It was around that time. I was a kid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And when you're, let's, let's say 11 or 12, I mean, you're starting to go through puberty, right? Like you're starting to kind of experience crush or whatever if you are crushing on a girl and you're a girl and you hear a song like that how does that make you feel about it like i mean the first time i ever heard the term like lesbian for example when i was younger it was in a derogatory manner it would have been framed as an insult um or yeah, it she says that look it's not what good girls do yeah and it's like what does that imply what's that like mean? what's that supposed to mean like what so straight um sorry non-straight women aren't good girls you know and it's it's a very sensationalized song it's very much about drunk experimentation and it really lends itself um to this problem that queer women have faced for years which is that sometimes people assume that we're doing it for male attention you know i i cannot tell you the number of times i've been at a club or a bar and i've been kissing my female partner um when i've been in partnerships or even when i've just been having a fling you know we all do it um and a man has 
you know asked if i wanted to have a threesome with him or you know stood, in front, stood in front of us and jeered and and asked us to carry on um one time i've told people the story before a guy was quite uh, literally recording an ex-girlfriend and i as we kissed in the club like anyone else would right and it's songs like that that i think kind of add to this sensationalism you know it, this concept that um queer sexuality for women it, it, it it's it's not what good girls do you know it's um I just wanted to try it. Like, I yeah, hope my I boyfriend doesn't mind it. It's, it's gross, really. From, like, like, looking back on that song, like, it almost trivialises it. Mm. It's just like, oh, I did this thing that's, like, really personal, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was drunk now, and I was if, just trying. If like, girls talk about, like, yeah, when I was in uni, like, I had this fling with a girl, and it's like, no way, like, you're so, like, hardcore. You're, you're wild. You're so crazy. You had fun. It's like, it's not, it's not supposed to be, like, It's not meant to be like that, like, and I, yeah. Or, yeah. And it's interesting as well, um, if you want to, I know we're kind of getting a little bit off tangent here, but I mean, you want to compare that to people's reactions to if a man said he'd had a fling with another man, it would be very, very, very very different. different. I don't feel like other people would respond as like, that's wild, you're crazy. It would be a very different response. And, you know, it just goes to show that kind of lesbianism, queer womanhood is... um, queer womanhood is is sensationalized it's what's the other word i'm looking for kind of it, it's exploited basically right. um and then on the flip side kind of uh male queerness is kind of uh, seen repulsed from almost people will be like whoa okay bro you know what i mean yeah absolutely but i'm glad we talked about that song though because i think it it can have a pretty damaging effect and like i think it's clear that we've come a long way since then that we now have artists like king princess like clara like tackling the mainstream um have any of those guys like charted yeah king princess uh when she came out in 1952 years ago um harry styles tweeted about it and it went i don't know if it went to number one but it went high and i know her album did really well clara did really really well uh this year in the charts i mean she pretty much dominated the indie pop scene uh then smaller artists like snail mail and like courtney bonnet and um the japanese house they are smaller acts um, but they are surging in popularity um courtney bonnet played the su recently and it was sold out okay i feel like i feel like those guys fans would be like yeah they could they could just announce oh we're doing a show tomorrow and it would just be like yeah yeah straight away um i mean we haven't even uh kind of scratched the surface of an artist called hayley kyoko who's kind of like a queer pop princess uh karen do you know her do you want to talk about her well, just the whole thing with the... What was that song called? Well, the first single she came out with? Yeah. It was Girls Like Girls. Girls Like Girls, yeah. yeah. Which was a really lovely and affirming video, by the so way, if no one's seen song. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's a bit different. Yeah. Um, but is, Hedy, that what, is that what Blur's song's called? Uh, I know the song you're on about. It's Boys Who Like Girls Who Like Girls. Yeah, yeah, it's... I can't think of the name of the song, no. but I know the song you're thinking of. But, um, yeah, a couple of years ago, Hayley Kiyoko uh, came out with a song called Girls Like Girls, and it's it, it it's just a pop song. Like, it's just a cheerful kind of, like, bubblegum pop song. Um, but it's about female sexuality, and it's about sneaking glances at another woman, and it's about... It really captures this sense of young queerness, especially when you're a teenager and you can't help yourself like you might look at another girl in a way that like you know you know you fancy them you know you're attracted to them but you try and hide it but then and the lyrics are like you know girls like girls like boys do and it, it came with this lovely video uh, it came with this beautiful video which was an affirmation of kind of like queerness um Hedy Kuku has really taken uh, the pop scene by storm in a lot of ways you know she's uh, openly making music uh, about queer women she's got a great song called Curious has anyone heard that I actually haven't heard that. Curious is great. Curious is about being in a relationship with a woman uh, who then ends it because she decides she can't deal with the fact that she's in a relationship with a woman and would rather go back to her boyfriend. It's a really, really great song. Um, 
And in uh, in the lyrics, uh, Hayley Kiyoko's like, oh, I'm just curious. Like, is it serious? Like, you know, are, are, uh-huh. are you using me seriously? Do you actually want to date me? Are you, are you actually in love with me? Or am I just something fun that will distract you from your boring boyfriend? Um, which I think every queer woman on this planet has had that thought and has unfortunately been through that experience. I can hold my hand up and say I've been there. I don't know about you, Karen, um, but I know a great deal of young queer women have been through that. This 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 sense that sometimes we get used sometimes in order to validate other women's experiences and we end up kind of heartbroken at the end of it it's a pretty universal queer women's experience and there's a lot of music about it yeah and i think it's important that songs like that do exist because Mm -hmm. then you are feeling represented you do feel it's not just you you're not alone it's normal because there's so many things in heartbreak that are in so many like pop songs that you can feel but not queer pop Mm. and like now that's coming out and that's becoming more popular and more like normalized. Mm. It's just much nicer to see. And I completely agree with you, Karen. So obviously, all all music is great, and all music covers heartbreak. But the thing about queer music is that it, it's specific. So like that example, it's really specific to queer women to have this experience where you kind of feel used, or you kind of feel um, like you were just a bit of an experiment uh, for a girl that might not be sure what she wants yet you know and it's 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 a really common theme across a great deal of queer women's music to express boy uh, jealousy towards a boyfriend or towards another man because of the feelings for this woman and i think that's what's so important about queer music is we need that specificity does that make sense yeah no absolutely like from the outside looking in it's very like i I don't i don't listen to pop music like Mm. in general anyway so i'm not super in touch even with the kind of like straight side of pop music if Mm -hmm. that's a thing but it's not really something you ever consider is like the like how personal some songs can be mm. like with my music like it's very i don't want to say trivial but a lot of the music i listen to isn't based on the lyrics it's based mm-hmm. on the sound so it's difficult for me to understand but i really understand where you're coming from yeah in the sense that breakup songs 99 times out of 100 are going to be written by a guy about a girl or a girl about a guy mm-hmm. and you know guys like yourselves that's just not going to resonate with you at all mm. you, you, it's the, I mean the, I'm sure the concepts are the same I'm sure the feelings are the same yeah. being heartbroken is going to be shit it's universal anybody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a nice feeling we've all gone through it but not having that like personal element to it would be super important especially like I know you guys are super super deep into your music mm. and if this doesn't have that personal level if it doesn't have that personal element you know this is this is about me and my community and this person understands how I yeah. feel then it's not going to hit in the same kind of way exactly so I mean, I'm probably gonna, I might go away and listen to this music. Is, I'm not going to listen to it and be like, "This girl gets me," because you know this <laughs> isn't this isn't my fight. But you might really like the music. I might like the music. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I completely agree with you. Obviously, heartbreak is universal. Unrequited love is universal. Um, but yeah, there's specific parts of queer heartbreak and queer unrequited love or queer love that are you know need to be explored by queer people. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So like, I saw Snail Mail uh, back in Birmingham in summer, and when I heard her music I was like she is talking to me like I've had this exact experience with another woman about me and I know she's talking about another woman and there's there's a lot of comfort to take in that and it also makes it feel like it's valid and it also makes it feel like it's okay because if other women can write songs about other women then why can't I love them does that make sense yeah how would you feel about like an established kind of artist established band who might be straight to all intents and purposes mm. then releasing a song related to the queer community well, I was just going to ask this you know that song Gills with Rita Ora and like Charlie X oh yeah. god yeah what do you think that about that that was tricky because I feel like real well real whatever sad girl queer pop it is sad girl queer pop yeah. and then when someone like Rita Ora or whatever comes out with a song 
that you think could be bicurious or something like that, it's, it's it's happier because it sounds experimental and it doesn't sound you don't like have to actually face the realities of it, it yeah it's like sometimes i just want to kiss girls blah 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 like it's not i mean it's difficult because it's like we don't yeah you're then kind of like playing with towing the line of, of policing people's sexuality who am i to say like exactly. oh rita or is not bicurious do you know what i mean like i think it's absolutely valid that people want to explore their sexuality and if they want to do that from through music then that's allowed but then but then also you get this question of all well, are they queer baiting you know yeah. and it's exactly. it's a very difficult subject to be honest with the that song i didn't have much of an opinion on it because it was a pretty crap song yeah um but i remember the controversy like it was kind of yesterday and actually i think it made rita aura put out a tweet saying that she was by curious or she'd had experiences with women and it's like well really do we we uh, should we be forcing people out yeah. of the closet and forcing them to like talk about their experiences with women if they don't necessarily want to they don't owe us their personal lives that I brings think, in the whole thing with the Jamila Jamil well exactly it's really similar yeah I think there's it's, it's, and I don't want to say it's a double edged sword because it's not but I think if we got to a stage in society where artists I'm not saying Rita Ora did this but artists like Rita Ora can produce songs about that that's not obviously doesn't reflect well on the LGBTQ community because it mm. feels like they're exploiting, but also it shows how far we've come as a society. That we can openly what, the, discuss yeah, that. That, we, that a we can openly discuss that and b an artist can produce something mm. that's going to be commercially successful that is about potentially being part of this community. That mm. I think it's it's tricky because it's not a good. Th- I'm not going to outright and say it's a good thing, mm. but if they're able to produce a song that's going to commercially do well, that's that is about girls kissing girls you know that's a, that yeah if, if it's if, because if you release that song say in the 30s mm. you'd be in prison well yeah now you can release a song and make money from it that y- y- i'm not saying it's good but mm-hmm. when you look back and reflect on the whole of society like yeah. society and it, that is a good measure of that we've come really really far it brings us to the wider topic which we can definitely discuss in another podcast episode and i think we're intended to of this kind of concept of rainbow capitalism and at what point now is queerness um a commodity at what point now are we watering down and sanitizing queerness um and using queerness to make sales you know it's really interesting and we can have that discussion another day because we that's a whole yes. can of worms or pandora's box we're going to get into another time but um one thing i was going to say about queer music and i kind of wanted you guys' opinion on this um so we've just talked about queer women artists you know you've got your snail males you've got your soccer mommies you've got your loose stackers you've got your japanese house you've got your muna clara and so on and so forth where are our big queer artists like where are our, where's our lesbian taylor swift you know, I mean, you've got these huge female artists who have massive platforms now. Why isn't anyone, and this is not just me going into my usual Taylor Swift is gay ramble. You know, if anyone knows me, I've got my theories. Um, <laughs> they're a lot of fun. Jesus. They're a lot of fun theories. They're just fun. It's just fun interpretations of lyrics, which is something actually brings me on to another point. It's something you have to do when you're young and there's no visible queer artists is you project it onto other uh, through other artists so like i would spend my time as a 16 17 18 year old i'm not gonna lie even as a 21 year old last year because i'm a big taylor swift fan raking through her lyrics raking through them like for crumbs to see if i could interpret anything in a queer way maybe that's because I'm, I'm, I'm a literature grad it's like reddit dissecting yeah. Kanye. it's like it's I'm a, I'm a literature grad so of course i'm gonna look for double meanings and hidden meanings but i think when you don't have that explicitly queer music and you're a fan of someone you're gonna project that onto them and you're gonna look for it in their music does that make sense yeah absolutely but that's not my overall point my overall point is like we've got these artists and they're great and they're and they're big in their own worlds but kind of where is the where is someone on a caliber like taylor swift 
um, you know, in terms of dominating the pop scene, who is openly queer. You know, even Halsey's yeah. massive, but I mean, she's not yeah, Taylor Swift. I was going to say the closest I could think of was Halsey. Yeah, and she's not even that big, really. No. We've got like Sam you are Smith. The wrong person. Yeah, I was so going to say. What do, is good commercially? Do we, do we have a household name? Not for female queer no. artists, I wouldn't say. I and that feels like a problem. I yeah. can't think of one. I mean, uh, Lady Gaga, but the problem is Lady Gaga hasn't had many, like, sort of publicised relationships. Five years. Uh, doing A Star Is Born, I think you'll find, <laughs> which is great. Okay. You should go watch and listen to Shallow Now, anyone who's listening to this. Um, but, she, I mean, she's a wonderful pop artist, but not a lot of her music is explicitly queer. No. Um, which is a shame because she has this massive platform and no one's saying she needs to record music about women, but it's like, she's quite openly bisexual and that's wonderful. Um, and yet still her music is generally uh, perceived and assumed by a great deal of critics and audiences to be about men. So that's the problem. Like we've we've got a queer identifying female artist who's on a major level, but and yet that queerness gets ignored. Yeah. I don't know if that's just because she wants to know, she knows what's going to sell yeah it could say, be she's, she's i mean it could be commercial when you yeah. get to when you get to we are a minority level, when you get to the levels of lady gaga i don't know how much input she has in her own music i'm sure she i'm sure she has a lot mm. I'm sure the record companies have a lot i'm more. sure yeah i agree with you and like, like you said the vast majority of people don't identify as lgbtq i also think it's interesting so. that queer music is sort of a genre in itself mm-hmm. rather than just having genres of music with artists that are queer it's not a, it's not a thing they are it's becoming a genre in itself mm. which i don't even i'm not sure how i feel about that um i personally feel good about it so like um like anyone again that spoke to me a massive film fan massive fan of cinema um i love that we have queer cinema and i love that we as a community created something for ourselves and it's like this is our thing like you know what i mean we've been rejected from society for so long and even though we're starting to get more and more accepted now for so long we've been pushed aside we've been pushed away from mainstream society we had to create something for just us in order to survive basically we had to create culture to survive um so queer music is a genre i'm a really big fan of uh because i'm definitely of the belief that obviously i would love us to be integrated in society and i would love for more acceptance but i'm also i love the fact that we have our own community i feel like it only belongs in like the indie mm, community true i feel like it's allowed there because it's indie yeah i mean how uh, many big rock musicians can you really think of that openly queer <sighs> r&b like it's an indie thing it's, it's very true frank yeah. ocean. Genre i mean frank south. ocean yeah is um, absolutely tyler tyler that- is definitely not straight yeah he's on yeah he's blood orange too you know blood orange I can't say I do. Yeah, he's, Should I? He's pretty cool, yeah. He's rap, R&B, and he's openly queer. It's interesting that there's Steve more Lacey. men. Most yeah, important. exactly, it's mostly like, men. I mean... Who, this is a question for both of you, actually. Who came out, I think it was about three, four months ago, that kind of shocked everyone? And if you listen to his music, there is Wasn't underpinnings. Lil, Lil, Nas? Lil Nas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's sick. I think huge, that's so yeah. Cool. And I think people like Frank Ocean paved the way for him to do that. I mean, do you guys remember when Frank Ocean came out? That was huge. Massive. That was That, was, it was, that was groundbreaking. It was huge. And then everyone looked back at, like... Oh, like um, orange and blonde not uh, no uh, channel, channel orange and then channel yeah. orange and then blonde and everyone's like yeah gay yeah, as hell yeah. yeah I mean look at think, <laughs> I mean thinking about you I think some of the lyrics in thinking about you are literally like I remember you were the first time and you feel like Frank Ocean is so good yeah he's so incredible good. and he wrote that open letter that was like so I mean bad religion uh, is about unrequited love I think the lyrics to the chorus of bad religion are, are it, it's a bad religion to be in love with someone that could never love me He he's literally thrown to being in love with someone that's straight you know and it's that's so specific and yet Frank Ocean is massive and it, it, people are huge fans of him you know and he kind of transcends uh, musical boundaries 
And I mean, I know a lot, a lot of straight men who love Frank Ocean. Me. Exactly, which says a lot, Frank I think, Ocean. for the fact Channel that Orange music can be universal. Py- Pyramids is top three favourite song of all time for me. Yeah, I mean, Blonde is uh, probably my second favourite album of all time. I'm trying to think of lyrics that can, like, tie him to this community. Self-Control uh, by Frank Ocean is like, explicitly queer. Yeah. And, like, I'll be the boyfriend in your, well, he says, in your wet dreams tonight. And he's he's very much talking about another man in that song. And thinking about you is about another man. I suppose this kind of, like, kind of kills the point that I made at the start there, that this music doesn't resonate with me, because thinking about you as a tune yeah exactly pyramids is a tune everything from channel orange but is isn't amazing. it interesting that like i pick up on the queerness I in channel orange and blonde and you don't and you just kind of enjoy it yeah. as the music whereas i enjoy it as the music and also i really enjoy that he's specifically referring to queer experiences yeah i mean like i think it's important especially for like guys like me that we can appreciate music that doesn't resonate with ourselves mm-hmm. like i'm sure all of those artists that you just mentioned if i listen to them I mean, other than like the heartbreak side of things, I'm not really going to understand. Yeah, I mean, a good song is a good song. Yeah, I was just going to say, a good song is a good song. Like, thinking about you is was my most no, wasn't my most listened to song on Spotify, but it it was up there Mm. with that year it was released. Was it 2014? 2013. Whenever, whenever it came out. Channel Orange was 2012 or 2013. Yeah, but even though that song wasn't about something that I could necessarily understand as a straight Mm. person, and still appreciate it as a absolute masterpiece, Mm. which Mm -hmm. is what it is. So yeah, so maybe I'll go. Maybe I'm going to be a queer women's pop. <laughs> well, we've got a sad girl <laughs> queer pop playlist. Girl, yeah, we have. Yes, we, we would love yeah. the listeners Definitely. to check out that as well. Be, that will be linked in the description of wherever you're listening to us. So listening, like out of curiosity, with what I was saying earlier about no one kind of being a queer female artist on Taylor Swift's level, do you think we're ever going to see that? I think maybe Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, she was. She's a pretty household name, isn't I think she? It's, yeah. Like when we spoke, when we were speaking about football, and like there, ha- there, there will be a footballer yeah. at the top who will come out. I think it's borderline inevitable. Yeah. It's just a case I mean, of when. When is that person? How do we know up? that it, there isn't someone already and, on that level that's yeah. closeted? Of course. Yeah. Like, I mean, we yeah. talked about the Whitney Houston thing. Yeah. In the exactly. last episode, it took twenty years for that to come out. Like, if Whitney Houston was around at the same level of fame she had in the eighties, now, yeah, she would dominate everything oh yeah she dominated everything. the charts and, she, and she and she was not openly openly queer but she was yeah and i think it's inevitable it might not be one of the established artists that we're thinking about now mm-hmm. it probably i mean i guess it probably isn't but i feel like if taylor swift came out now and was like i'm actually a lesbian everyone would be like Re- like really oh, yeah. Yeah. is she yeah. jumping Are on you... the bandwagon is she, yeah is, is she, she a... trying to exploit it honestly I... whereas, whereas if someone who from the start one of the names that you mentioned who was from the start was like openly is, queer this yeah is, this is my community this is what I'm singing about I'm she is about very open with how she supports the community yeah, yeah. yeah an yeah, ally yeah. right she's definitely an ally yeah, yeah. And, and, that's, and, that's, and this isn't that's not a dig I definitely that's structured this entire podcast around Taylor Swift's gay theory this is not this is not a dig at Taylor Swift I actually quite like Taylor Swift but I feel like you're not going to have that kind of watershed moment no. where we're like we like as I mean obviously I'm putting words in your mouth right now but I'm not going it's, to it's not going to feel the same yeah because Taylor Swift was already super super established with the music she had she came out kind of halfway through and was like actually and I it's mean, not going to be the same whereas that, if you had like one of the bands Snail Mail, yeah. st- suddenly shot to the top of the like, and they were chart, queer from the start queer yeah, from the start I get and it. you'd be like yes and this, I mean, is us, this is our representation that brings up another conversation for another day entirely because then that brings up the issue of closeting and like who are you to say oh hang on you're not gay like how do you know how long someone's been closeted before oh it's all very complicated we should all go away and read some queer theory <laughs> and come I'm back sure we'll have, I'm sure we'll have another episode about that we will have another episode about queer theory and everything uh, but this has been really fun talking about 
yeah. queer music. Uh, Karen, should we recommend some queer women's music to Joe? Let's yes. hit him with a few songs. All right, okay. Well, definitely Night Shift by Lucy Dacus. Okay. That is the breakup, heartbreak <sighs> bop of the is decade. Is it going to leave me in tears? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And angry and sad and frustrated and hopeful everything see this is why i listen to house music guys it's so happy (laughs) show me someone that can listen to armor van helden is unhappy but it's not just the lyrics of that song the instrumentation is the crescendo yeah it's 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 incredibly well crafted six minute ballad and it never feels too long it never overstays its welcome not once like it just it it flows seamlessly from verse into chorus into powerful bridge i've never quite heard a bridge like it like the crescendo in night shift by lucy dacus is something else but it's also hopeful it's a very sad song but it leaves you it finishes with the lyrics which we actually talked about in an issue of her kind um in five years i hope the songs feel like covers i hope they're dedicated to new lovers which is a is a lovely way to finish a song about absolute anguish and agony and heartache all right so finish this both of you obviously i'm not going to talk about this because i don't have any your top five sad girl queer pop songs Ooh. All, of all time of all time of all time okay. it's hard like... should we go one after the other yeah okay we'll start, so... start we'll start at five start at five okay five with each no particular order because i can't do that i don't think I i'm can. just oh, gonna give you a top okay five. yeah that's fine we'll just go what alternate i would say uh japanese house as the artist song i think Either maybe you're the reason. Mm, good choice. Or maybe follow my girl. <sighs> uh, we'll go with maybe you're the reason. Okay. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go snail mail uh, and I'm going to go speak in terms. Nice. It's a great queer breakup song. Uh, Muna is definitely in there. Queer trio. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about pink light in that article, but I think I would say... Taken off their latest album. It's all about. I'm pretty sure it might be about her pining over a bisexual girl or a straight girl. We've all been there. Which, yeah, is very interesting and nice to identify with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna up the ante here and go for Boy Genius. I'm gonna go on, follow off the back of Karen's use of a queer trio and go for Boy Genius, which is a super queer trio, which is Phoebe Bridges, who's openly bisexual, Lucy Dacus, who we mentioned before, and Julian Baker, who is as gay as they come. Uh, Me and My Dog, uh, really, really great queer breakup song. Um, kind of contains uh, a great bridge where all three voices come together for the lyric, I wanna be emaciated. I don't wanna hear one song without thinking of you. Oh, it's just chef's kiss it's perfection <laughs> uh what are we on now uh, three. three you have three left each. uh girl mm. in red oh yeah girls yeah great choice it's the perfect song to listen to especially if you're just if you're confused and you're just starting your journey it's nice song to listen to uh i'm gonna go king princess and i'm gonna go talia Oof. which we talked about in the article i think karen actually spoke about it in the article as opposed to me um <laughs> great breakup song again perfectly captures um this specific uh nature of queer womanhood where you tend to share friends uh because queer women are great at starting out as friends and they're great at being a part of the same friendship group it's 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 an archetype everyone knows um anyone will vouch for me uh and a lot of the song is about like oh you took my bestest friends away from me when we broke up like and that's something that i think a lot of queer women can relate to yeah we're on four now uh yeah. yes uh so. bieber doobie 
Yay! <laughs> I can't have said that right. That is the coolest. Beba Doobie. She's well cool. She's well cool. There's a song called She Plays Bass. It's amazing and it's beautiful. And yeah, worth a listen. Yeah. I'm going to go Soccer Mommy because we mentioned her earlier and I'm going to go Scorpio Rising, mm-hmm. uh, which is another really devastating breakup song uh which kind of contains some of my favorite lyrics about uh you know i i'm just a victim of changing planets my scorpio rising and my parents which i think is just such an incredible set of lyrics uh yeah scorpio um sorry soccer mommy's openly bisexual and it's just devastating she's from nashville and she will rip your heart out in one listen that's good well enjoy <laughs> on to the last this, one bear in mind this is now your favorite number one the big one this is the big one um, I think well no because I'm doing no particular order. <laughs> Karen, you need to you need to commit. I can't commit. <laughs> I I would say as my fifth artist would be Annie DeFranco, just classic. Like I don't know which song. Maybe I really like Anticipate, but I'm not even sure. I can't remember the lyrics if that's explicitly queer or, but yeah, as a queer artist, Annie DeFranco. This is big. This is massive. We didn't actually rehearse this. <laughs> I know it's scary. This is really hard. So put you on the um, spot. I'm going to go back to a song I talked about earlier and it's not necessarily a breakup song but it's Sago Quip Hop is Bags by Claro just nothing else perfectly captures uh, the sensation of wanting to be with a woman and not knowing whether you're going to be with that woman the way Claro does I think the one lyric is oh, can you see me using everything to hold back and then great 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 lyric which is great for queer interpretation and I think a great many queer women can relate to and I know Karen will back me on this um, I can't read you but if you want the pleasure's all mine which is very queer womanhood it's very much about female intimacy and not knowing whether your friends or whether there's chemistry there oh it's great it's a great pop song cool i will i'll check them out and be very confused by them i'm sure but. and on the next episode uh we're gonna open up with joe coming back to us <laughs> with some queer pop recommendations yes absolutely cannot wait Which i'm gonna have to search best? some openly lesbian or yeah queer let's go djs because i'm sure i bet I'm there's sh- there has a to great be. deal yeah, there has to be yeah and that concludes this episode. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I learned loads. I actually did. I can tell. I can literally like, see the cogs I was, ticking away in your brain. It's, 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 it's not something you ever consider no. on the outside looking in. But when you mention it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, sense. I really enjoyed that. So thanks, guys, for listening and watching again. I've been Hannah. Uh, I've been Joe. And I've been Karen. See you later. Thanks, everyone.